Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Barb, and I'm joined by Leah, Bonnie, and Katie talking about our one cool aviation gal. Bonnie has already talked about Sophie Blanchard. Ooh, even Ooh. French on it. I, I like, like it. I like that. I like Very that nice. <laughs> um, and I'm getting ready to dive in. But before I do, yeah. I wanted to get to know one thing from our random gal pals. Since it's Aviation <laughs> Month, let's talk about the best flight of your life. Dun, 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 dun. I really should have been thinking about this, huh? I'm <laughs> struggling because I've just gone through a list of worst flights. Okay, but... so it can be right. either the best flight or yeah. the kind of your best experience, trip, whatever, that started with a flight, that originated with a flight. Yeah. I think I'll talk about my worst, but tell you the silver lining. It was, I like it. It was a freakish occurrence. Okay. So my worst would probably be uh, just this last June when I went on my honeymoon and our flight was canceled. Sorry. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we lost the day of our trip and it mm. was a lot of different flights, a lot of traveling around, switching airports in New York. There was a lot to get us there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time we also weren't sure we were going to be able to sit together since we had to book new flights last right. minute. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say the best thing about that is we did get to sit next to each other on all the flights. And on both longer flights to Iceland, we had a row of three with only the two of us. And how often does that happen? Yeah, On the way there, it was a totally full flight, but Mm -hmm. the guy that was originally sitting next to us uh, worked for the airline, so they were like, oh, there's a spot in first class, you can go. And I was like, pastor. (laughs) <laughs> and then, but, but then, then you're like, wait, I, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Iceland is one of my top favorite locations. So yes. I'll go with that as very nice. Yeah, it's the bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Very stressful, <laughs> like but very nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one that is popping into my mind today, and I might have a different answer like tomorrow or next week or whatever, but the one that's popping into my head is my honeymoon as well. We had um, we had a afternoon wedding, which kind of went into the evening, and then we had a midnight flight out of LA that's to go so to Florida. Romantic. So it was that like a we've got a g- Yes, it was very much that... We've got to leave the wedding. We've got to quick pack up our stuff, you know, and we've got to, you know, sort out the wedding presents and all that kind of good stuff. And we got to rush to the plane. And then it was just such a day that we were so exhausted that we slept on the plane. And I hate planes. So it was very nice to, like, sleep on the plane. We arrived in Florida. We found a hammock, like, right away. And just because our hotel wasn't ready yet. So we just, like, lounged on the hammock. And so it was, like, this rush 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 tired 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 that it took all of the i don't like flying out of it (laughs) very nice very nice so that's the one that pops into my brain i like it i like it bon what about you um my favorite flight was probably to australia oh did the people the people student ambassador program i like it we're just gonna take a bunch of middle schoolers and take them to another country (laughs) see what happens it's just not With like three adults, there's like 30 kids. That ratio is not safe. Oh my goodness. I don't know how my parents, like, I think we just got randomly got a thing in the mail. Right. My parents were like, yeah, sure. Sure. I'm like, let's send Bonnie. (laughs) What could go wrong? I mean, as a parent, I can understand why that was the choice they made. (laughs) 
<laughs> you need a little me time in the summer too. <laughs> Vacation. They cleaned my room while I was gone. Oh. I was so mad. Yeah. yeah. No, I would be mad. I've too. experienced yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's uh, all my stuff, that. mom? Right. <laughs> but we got on the plane, and I had my little. I had like a book, and I had my Game Boy Color, <gasps> and my little travel buddy just passed out immediately, and I was so mad. Like I think she was asleep before the plane even took off. Oh yeah. She was out for like 10 hours <laughs> on this like 20 hour flight maybe her parents drugged her I was gonna was say like, that plane was so empty and it oh. was a big plane it was like there were two or three rows and then like a middle row and then another row yeah so there's two aisles was it double decker and then yeah yes. it was a double yeah. decker yeah. i've been in one of those I, so, this yeah. is like 2000 yeah i think 2001 the plane was like empty. It was only oh, like halfway good. full. Yeah. So you could just go find a spot and go yeah. lay down. It was like and then the there was like a nice smoking a room plane. in the back of the yeah. plane too. Yeah. Right. Which I had never heard of because like mm-hmm. there was like don't smoke on the plane. Mm-hmm. They they had teenagers <laughs> smoking. <laughs> What is going on? That also sounds accurate. <laughs> Where are you going to go on your honeymoon, Bonnie? We might actually do. Uh, um, Australia, New Zealand. Very oh, nice. Look at Very that. Nice. We were originally thinking of doing like a Mediterranean cruise thing of yeah. going to see like Pompeii and Athens and like mm-hmm. hit all the little spots, but that's like a little too close to like Turkey and Russia and War Belarus zones. and uh, invasions. Yeah. So we might do. The nerdy route and go see like the Lord of the Rings stuff in New Ooh, Zealand. Very that fun. could be cute. No, but we haven't we haven't even looked into it yet. Right. We're still trying to do wedding stuff. So wedding are you gonna stuff. do it at right after the wedding or will there be a delay? I'm not sure. We okay. haven't we haven't looked to see if like if we if we do that, we definitely want to go see the Lord of the Rings stuff yeah. in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. So I don't know when they have open. Right. Right. Do you have passports? Yes. Because Barb's gonna yell at me in about thirty seconds. <laughs> three two one leah i don't have my it's passport really yet <laughs> it's really yeah. there's a little form online yes and it, just, it takes like six weeks and it's 130 dollars. yep because <laughs> i did mine i did mine last year yeah it was already like expired but you have like a year or two from when it expires oh, to just to renew. renew gotcha i um, never got one okay yeah, so i have to get it from be... scratch might well, let me oh. tell you, yeah. they will cash that check so fast. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, they do. months until you get it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's Absolutely. good. <laughs> I want to make sure the government gets a running. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you might actually have to go to, like, the post office and yeah. you have to bring your, you know, birth certificate. Bring stuff. all my proof of IDs and a glorious picture of myself. Oh, they'll take a picture for you for, oh. like, $10. Oh, okay. Well, Walgreens was going to charge me, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, Barb, what yes. about yes. your best flight? So, um, it oh was... man, I should have answered a series of beers. Sorry, because you know how a flight of beers. Oh, I should have answered that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I um, I had I'd flown to India on um, this was when I worked for General Motors, mm-hmm. and um, so we were using Air India. So worked with the travel agent through General Motors. They got mm-hmm. us over there. As soon as we got over there. Air India went on strike. Oh! oh. So I was there for 10 days, and every day I was not only working the business angle of what I really needed to accomplish, but I was like, am I going to be able to get home? All of my return flights were canceled. (laughs) Right. Um, And so I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? And um, 
India as a culture was a bit shocking to me. Um, way different, yeah. Definitely way different. Um, there were armed guards at my hotel, uh, like like real real guns kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there yeah. was a lot. Just so, it was just it was a big experience for me. And so um, the office that we worked with over there, um, the wife of one of the guys that I worked with. She was local. Mm -hmm. And so like on, I was supposed to fly out like on Sunday and on Friday, the people back here in the U.S. could do nothing for me. They're like, we're trying. We can't get any flights. We can't get any flights. I'm like, oh, for the love of Pete, (laughs) get me home. And so the scowl came up and she said, do you want to get home this weekend? Yes. Yes, I do. And she's like, I need your, I need your credit card. I need your passport. I need, you know, your visa card. I'm like, Mm -hmm. take... Here's Most all of trusting. my identity. Take everything <laughs> that you need. And uh, so then she she says, okay, meet me Saturday morning. I was supposed to fly out or whatever. Meet me at this uh, at the travel agent. Okay. So we show up at the travel agent. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I was a- only able to get you business class for <laughs> one of the one of the legs. Okay. And I'm like, well, what about the other legs? And she's right. like, oh, I got your first class on those. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> uh, General Motors was only paying for coach. Oh, uh, so so. Oh. But you know what? I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. We're going to roll with this yes, because exactly. it's. I need to fly home today. Right. So exactly. I'm it not was changing any part of a flight. <laughs> the most exquisite. I flew Lufthansa, Ooh. Um, Ooh. and it was the most exquisite flights I've ever been on. You know, and the warm towels and the food and the champagne and caviar. Oh, it just went on and on. Treatment. I mean, by the by the time I got home, and I'm like. What the heck have I been flying, you know? <laughs> this is the way to fly. Did you have the chairs that totally went flat? So they did not go totally but flat. Reclined. But you, I mean, it was like, it was like a luxury recliner. I right. mean, yeah. I had so much room. It was uh, just the most amazing thing. Yeah, so much room, okay. Katie. It yeah. was, yeah. it was. Uh-huh. I've never felt that. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, and like I said, you know, I, I didn't want to sleep on the flight. Only because I was afraid I was going to miss something. Yeah, like, right. I don't want to miss the champagne or the caviar mm-hmm. or whatever they're bringing they around. They might be bringing strawberries well, next. They might, right. They, somebody might fan Free me puppies. with a palm anytime. Uh, so there was some conversation to be had with, you know, with General Motors when I got back yeah. and they got the bill. There, yes, uh, but I, But I just said... It was the You're only absolutely paying for get. it. You couldn't get me home. Yeah. At least she got me home. So I think I yeah. think there was a significant oh, nice. upcharge, but they did pay for it in the end so that nice. I was able to get home. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, probably never be able to afford to, to fly first class again. But you've but experienced it. I have experienced it. So it was that's, Absolutely, that's fabulous. the bucket list item of okay. So I've done that. Five stars, highly recommends. Yes. Have somebody yes. else like General Motors pay for it, right? <laughs> right. But there was a time I didn't think I was getting home, so yeah. I was going to have to be delayed. But uh, Lufthansa, that was uh-huh. quite quite a nice experience. Nice. Well, who <laughs> do you have for us, darling? Who is your so, one cool aviation gal? Um, I picked Evelyn Brian Johnson. And she was also known as Mama Bird. Mama Bird! And we will, we'll get to that in a little bit. She was born Evelyn Stone. She was born on November 4th, 1909. And she was born in Corbin, Kentucky. Oh, So I don't know if any of you know that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you have Kentucky relatives. I have is family it... in this area. In that area? Yes, oh, yes. look at that. Um, it's nice. It is very rural. Okay. And it is, um, it's part of the Appalachia 
you gotcha. know, kind of community. It's near the mountains of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see these areas portrayed kind of in movies and film and or talked about in the media, um, you'll you'll hear some very negative connotations. Is this where banjos play? So you'll hear about banjos, you'll hear about moonshine, Bonnie's freaking out. Uh, you'll hear about lots about, uh, you know, racism, sexism, all the isms, um, all the isms, nice. they're, they're portrayed as culturally backward, very mm-hmm. poor, impoverished, you know, all those, all those kinds of negative things. So anytime you see this area, the people are wonderful, right? right. The people are just fabulous and they yeah. really get a bad rap in, in the communities. But here was the Stone family. Uh, the father was a railroad conductor. Mother was a school teacher. Um, Evelyn herself was uh, was very smart as a young girl. Very, did very well in her studies. Again, this is the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, she graduated with honors from Tennessee Wesleyan College in 1929. Nice. She went on to the University of Tennessee, where she received an English degree in 1932. This is very rare for a woman anywhere absolutely. in the country at this time. You are Let absolutely. alone from Kentucky. In a... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Very, very much so. Yeah. And uh, she followed in her mother's footsteps to start. Yeah. So she became an English teacher, a sixth grade English teacher. Um, and she, she was teaching in Tennessee uh, gotcha. right after college. Um, while she was in college, she met Wyan, Wyatt Jennings Bryan. His name, he went by W.J. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know why, because W.J. just does not roll right off the tongue <laughs> as a nickname, but W.J. Sure. Yeah. So they met at uh, University of Tennessee, and they married in 1931. Uh, together, they moved to Jefferson City, Tennessee, uh, and began a dry cleaning business. It like was, you do. It was called College Cleaners, because uh, they were uh, very close to a small, a smaller uh, university down there called Carson Newman University. Okay. Uh, so this was in uh, the 30s, so coming out of the Depression mm. and leading into World War II. So this is yeah. kind of the era that they were in. Um, after Pearl Harbor, uh, W.J. decided that he wanted to enlist, yeah. um, and he wanted to uh, go into the Army Air Corps mm-hmm. and fly planes. Um, so he enlisted, went off to do his business. Uh, Evelyn was left there to take care of the dry cleaning business um, and entertain herself. And she found herself getting quite bored. um, (laughs) Like you do. Like you do. So, but one day uh, she sees an advertisement in the paper that says, come learn how to fly. And she's like, I think I will. I mean, you know, the (laughs) hubby's doing it, right? Exactly. Well, we'll get to that. That might be a little uh, twist of fate. Um, But, Evelyn will say that it was love at first flight. She fell in love with flying immediately. She started taking lessons in October of 1944. um, And you had talked about uh, your gal, how quickly she started soloing. Mm -hmm. Eight hours of training, she was soloing in an airplane. Oh, wow. So in one month... Somebody she trusted was, her. Yeah, she was she was a quick study, smart, wow. very smart, and dedicated to her craft. So she was learning to fly a plane at a time, to your point, Leah, yeah. when most women weren't even learning to drive a car. Right, or getting a high school education. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So she was very accomplished at a very young age. Wow. Um, she spoke in one article to show how dedicated she was. She spoke in one article about her commute to take her lessons. She would take a train from Jefferson City to Knoxville. Okay. That's a, a little ways away. Then she would take a bus till the end of the bus line. Oh. She would get off the bus. She'd walk a quarter of a mile. And then she would get in a rowboat. 
<laughs> and she would row herself across Fort Loudon Lake. Yeah. Because the airport was on a little island. So we're at trains, trains, planes, <laughs> automobiles, <laughs> and a boat. <laughs> And a boat. And her wow. feet. She had to walk a little ways. And walking. Yes, there you yes. go. Yes. So talk about dedication. To get Aww. to her lesson, she had quite uh, quite an interesting path that she had to follow. Cute. But it paid off. Uh, she earned her private uh, pilot license in 1945, her uh, commercial certificate in 1946. She became an instructor in 1947 and an FAA, FAA examiner in 1952. Ah. Um, so she administered over 9,000 check rides for the FAA, which is the final step that a pilot has to go through mm-hmm. before getting his pilot license. She was the gatekeeper. Oh, nice. Uh, and she did more than any other pilot for the FAA at 9,000 rides. Hey. Uh, it's estimated that she gave lessons to between 3,000 on the low end, Mm-hmm. Her estimate was closer to 5,000 uh, students, so she gave lessons to students. Um, Sweet. She included a senator and several pilots and executives that would go on to work at some of the major airlines. So mm-hmm. at the time, it was Piedmont Air. Piedmont became U.S. Air. Okay. So she did a lot uh, of of executives and pilots for them. Eventually, her career lasted 55 years. Wow. So she taught uh, many pilots Across the board. So United, Delta, American Airline, FedEx, mm-hmm. uh, even Frontier, even as new as yeah. Frontier appears to be, although right. I don't know when they were launched, she had taught many of their pilots. Oh, so, wow. um, And when I was here last time, we talked about Avril Scholl, yeah. who is that whippersnapper out of Carmel that became a self-taught architect. Right. And remember what we said, imagine... In the 50s, a young girl in her 20s telling men how to build a house. Right. Well, we've got another example of that here. Oh. We have, uh, imagine, a ni- uh, imagine in the 1940s mm-hmm. and 50s, a woman telling men how to fly a plane and then later becoming the gatekeeper to whether or not they could actually become a pilot. Nice. She was in her 30s and 40s at that time. Yeah. So, and, and very few women were even flying, mm-hmm. let alone teaching let alone being the gatekeeper. Yeah. So Senator Howard Baker, um, and he he, uh, he would later become chief of staff under Ronald Reagan, I think. Okay. But when he was a senator out of Tennessee, he decided that he wanted to take lessons. He flunked his first check ride with Evelyn. Oh. And he's quoted as saying, she's the sweetest, kindest lady you would ever want to meet. Except when she's doing a check ride, oh. then she's a pure devil. Oh, no. <laughs> but he did eventually pass and become mm-hmm. a pilot, and had a very nothing, you know, nothing, nothing bad about Evelyn because he became a very successful individual no right. matter what. But I think she was a little hard on the guys. <laughs> uh, flying became her life. Uh, she managed and even once owned the Morristown Flying Service, um, which later became the operational base of the Morristown Regional Airport. Um, and that's located in Tennessee as well. She operated a flight school. She offered charter operations and she performed aircraft maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also was a certified Cessna dealer for over 20 or for almost 20 years. Sweet. Um, and she became the manager of that airport in 1953 and she worked there until her death. Um, she was one of the first female helicopter pilots, and she was a member of what was called the Whirly Girls. Oh, nice. Uh, and she was <laughs> involved really. in the Civil Air Patrol. It's mm-hmm. a volunteer organization that helps not only with teaching, but it also helps uh, provide 
volunteer civilian emergency services. Uh. So she was in the mountains, in the Appalachian Mountains, mm -hmm. and she said a lot of folks would come from the East Coast and fly over to Tennessee. The East Coast is very flat. Uh. She said they would just literally run into the mountains. Oh, my And God. she would have to go and save these people. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so uh, she herself never crashed. She talked about that in one of the interviews. But she survived all of her air emergencies, oh. which included two complete engine failures. Yeah. Um, a fire on the plane right. while she was flying. Was there a balloon nearby? And I don't, I don't think this had anything to do with with helium filled balloons. Weird. Um, she also said that she's flying over Texas and the plane started just losing random parts. Yeah. Oh, uh, but okay. she was able to bring it down safely and she was a survivor. Wow. Uh, she also won a Kearney Foundation Award for saving the life of a helicopter pilot. Uh, this was at the Morristown Airport where she was a manager. Um, she saw the crash. He was he was taking off and crashed on takeoff. Mm. Uh, there was um, at least flames, or at least she thought there were going to be flames. So she ran out. She grabbed a fire extinguisher. She crawled into the wreckage. She turned off the engine to shut off the blades. Right. She doused everything with the with the fire extinguisher. So there were either she either put out the flames or prevented the flames from happening. Right. And then she drug the pilot to safety. Wow. So she was award she received awards for that. Uh, the man made a full recovery and became a test pilot for the FAA. So he still had he a successful career. He wasn't scared of flying again. Nope. Got Look right got, got right back in. So I would ground myself. Well, and <laughs> you know, done. you think that, you know, Two full engine failures, although yeah. I'm sure engine failures do happen and you're and the pilots right. are trained for that. Yes. But a fire on board? Right. Losing random parts over te te over Texas? Right. I don't know. That just seems a little strange yeah. for me. I might not be. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like you. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would have grounded yeah, myself. Like, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was asked about how many of her students were women and she estimated about 5%, oh, which yeah, I did a little research. Fair. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. seems like um, between private and commercial pilots, mm -hmm. it ranged anywhere the estimates were 3 to 6%. So it was right in there. Gotcha. She said she didn't think that it was because women couldn't do the flying. Right. She thought they had the skill set to do it. She does, yeah. But back in the day, there was nobody that was interested in learning. Yeah. Um, and she said that she or taught... Or to know it was an option right. for women. Right. Yes, yeah. Right. You're such a good street, See, I'm just street saying, woman. If you don't know it's an option, <laughs> right. you don't think about doing it. And that's exactly right. And <laughs> she, she saw a flyer that said, come fly. Exactly. And she that's was invited exactly. to do it. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she won many awards throughout her life. But one of the ones that she really uh, appreciated the most was the Hamblin Women's Hall of Fame. Hamblin uh, Women's Hall of Fame was in Morristown, so where she was uh -huh. living and working at the time. She liked that one because she knew that they nominated uh, women who they thought were good role models for young for younger women. Uh, and she was really proud of that one. She really liked okay. being thought of as a good role model. Sweet. Uh, so Mama Bird, we talked about Mama Bird. Her nickname actually came from one of her female students. Oh. One of her female students by the name of Fran Davis uh, sent her a Mother's Day card while she was taking lessons with Evelyn. And Evelyn thought that was a little weird. Uh, but Fran sure. explained it and said, you're like our mama bird. You're mm -hmm. watching over all of us as we learn to fly. Aww. And the name stuck. Yeah. So it stuck for, for decades later. Um, she was a little bit of a daredevil. 
She raced in the Powder Puff Derbies for years. I love Um, the Powder Puff Derbies. So they started back in the 20s. Yeah. Uh, Amelia Earhart actually Uh raced in those. And they were coast-to-coast races for female pilots. Yes. Um, And those weren't the only ones she did. She did some international. So she flew in the Caribbean. And they mentioned one race from Washington to Havana in the mid-50s. So uh, she enjoyed doing it a little. She's a little... You know, little um, junkie of uh, of of the adrenaline racing. junkie, yeah, yeah. adrenaline Healthy junkie. Com- you know, competition. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> There's a documentary called "Breaking the Clouds: The First Women's National Air Derby." Uh, it premiered in 2010, and um, it was written, directed, and produced by a gal by the name of Heather Taylor. Uh, Heather actually credits a conversation with Evelyn um, about the, as the starting point for this film. She wasn't aware of the things like the powder puff. Dirt Mm. So when Evelyn brought it up to her, um, Heather kind of glommed onto it and many, many years later actually brought this film. This needs to be a documentary. It needs to be a documentary. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I think I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Um, the documentary was award winning uh, from the National Aviation Hall of Fame. And um, there's a photo of Heather receiving her award from Harrison Ford. <gasps> he, I thought himself, that was interesting. He's a pilot himself. Right, yeah. right. So he was right there. Nice. Um, as uh, Evelyn got older, she joined the UFOs, uh-huh. the United Flying Octogenarians. <laughs> so 80-year-old pilots have a group called the UFOs. That's I thought a, that was fun. Maybe, is that who we've been Yeah, is that night? what the hearing Yeah, about? okay. All right. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know that there's one that's for the 90-year-olds. Oh, okay. I'm thinking that most of them ground themselves when they're in their 90s. Maybe. But she flew and offered lessons well into her 90s, despite developing some problems with her eyesight due to glaucoma. I mean, mean, that's just called getting in your 80s. It seems like a minor thing (laughs) for a flight instructor. Uh, She only quit flying and teaching at 96 after a car accident on the way to church. Um, it was pretty severe and it resulted in a leg a- amputation. Oh, so then wow, yeah. she couldn't fly and couldn't teach anymore. Gotcha. Um, she continued to manage that airport though. Oh. Um, even, even, uh, even then, uh, again, her career lasted over six decades until her death and she wasn't grounded from flying. So she couldn't, she wasn't piloting, but right, she was grounded, yeah. uh, grounded from flying three years prior to her death. Oh. So, uh, she was 99. When, oh my god! When she was grounded, that was the last time she went up at ninety nine, and she uh, she passed when she was one hundred and two. You're probably oh, wow. worried about the elevation and maybe your heart. You know, yeah. You, know, you probably worry about a lot of things at right. that age. Exactly. Yes. I worry a lot about about yeah, a lot of today. things at my age. Yeah. So I can't <laughs> worry imagine about flying along and losing some parts. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then what would she do? Um, her husband, W.J., died in 1963 after 32 years of marriage. Aww. Here's the funny story where you said, yeah. you know, about him flying. Right. He joined the Army Air Corps because yeah. he wanted to become a pilot. And he was assigned to the laundry detail oh, no. at a Florida air, air base. Oh, he so he wanted detail. to fly, yeah. but ended up washing clothes. Mm. She had been at home at the dry cleaners washing clothes, <laughs> and then she learned to fly. Oh, my gosh. What a role So reversal. very, very funny story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she married Morgan Johnson in 1965, and he died uh, 12 years later. But both men gotcha. ended up becoming pilots oh, and to being fly able to fly her. with her. Uh, she had one stepson from her marriage to Morgan, and she had two grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. Aww. And she left quite a legacy. So here's the here's the legacy. And this is the number I threw out to, to Leah before. Yeah. 
she logged 57,635.4 flight hours. That's a lot that's, of hours. That's a nearly lot. six and a half years in the air. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. She's the Crazy. Guinness Book of World Records holder for the most flying hours of any woman. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, how close? Did you see how close she was to the men? So I didn't see how close. Because the guy, that's a lot. The guy that had more hours than she did. Yeah. He was, he worked for the utilities in Alabama and he was a line inspector. So he would fly low line planes over all of the wires just to make sure there was no damage. So he was probably maybe like eight hours a day, five days a week. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And uh, I'll allow it. There was a, (laughs) doesn't count. There was a record (laughs) of him saying, don't let that woman beat me. <gasps> well, so, friendly competition, right, not so right, friendly. <laughs> right. Uh, she was also the oldest flight instructor in the world Aww. on record. They estimate that she traveled 5.5 million miles in a plane. Wow. She also trained more pilots and gave more FAA exams than any other pilot. Ooh. She was inducted into the Woman in Aviation Pioneers Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the Tennessee and Kentucky Aviation Halls of Fame, the National Flight Instructors Hall of Fame. Wow. And then in 2007, she was inducted into the big one, the National Aviation Hall of Fame in Dayton, Ohio. Yes! I've been there. I love that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, In her biography, um, she said she would retire her earthly wings when she was fitted for her heavenly ones. After all, she said, old pilots never die. They just buzz off and fly away. (laughs) And she buzzed off and oh. flew away at the age of 102. Oh my God. On May 12th, 2012, in Jefferson City, where she lived in an assisted living facility. Oh my gosh, she's 102. 102. Uh, much of her oh. memorabilia can be found in the archives of Appalachia at Eastern Tennessee State University, which is down in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she had some tidbits. I went over some of her interviews, and there were some tidbits there. Um, she had an interview with AV Web, which is Aviation Web, mm-hmm. uh, and she was asked, "What was the secret for a long, productive life?" And her response was, "Don't sit down and watch the grass grow. Stay busy. Have something that you have to get up and do every day." As for what it took to be a good pilot, she said, "Concentration, study, effort, dedication. Once you make up your mind that you're going to do this, you've got to stick with it. You can do almost anything if you just stick with it long enough." Um, when she was in her 90s, she was asked if she thought she would live to be 100. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, she had thought about it. And what she thought about was Willard Scott going on and on about Smuckers. her, her me- <laughs> reaching that 100-year milestone. Yes. But she said, I won't be around to hear it because I'll be out flying. Oh, so, so it didn't matter anyway. Right. Because she was right. doing the things she loved to do. Yep. Aww. Yep. And she said she'd retire when she was old enough, um, and I guess she thought she never was because she never officially retired, uh-huh. was still manager of that airport when she passed. Cute. Um, there's, I, in the show notes, there's one, there's a couple interviews that yeah, I posted yeah. that were really good. But one of the interviews is really fun because uh, one of the guys talks about going up and fly, flying with her when she was advanced years. So she was in her 80s and 90s when he went up with her. Yeah. And people would come on the airways mm-hmm. and say, "Is you know, is that Ladybird?" Oh. You know, and they would want to talk to her. And one guy, right. one guy would say, "Oh yeah, you you taught me thirty years ago." And she's like, oh. "And you're still flying? What are you doing up here?" <laughs> and here she was, you know, thirty years older than he was at the right. time. But there was just such a love 
yeah. um, and such an admiration of what she was able to do. So even even the male pilots, you know, Aww. although they, she they might have been, Mama Bird. she she might have been a little, <laughs> they might have been a little hard on her, uh, right. you know, but made them better pilots, made them better pilots, and they all they all definitely loved her. So Aww. so yeah, so that's Mama Bird. Um, she does have. A biography. Okay, um, sweet. And I have ordered it for Gal's Guide, so it will oh, be it will be yay. in here daily. Uh, and it was sweet. put together by um, one of our students, so oh, somebody had taken lessons under her. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll always remember her name because actually, my grandmother's maiden name was Evelyn Johnson. Oh, get out! Yeah, exactly. So Very yeah, nice. so we have uh, a whole family of Johnsons, and I'm like Evelyn Johnson. Wait a minute, that's my grandmother. <laughs> 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 well, she was Sweet. very grandmotherly, I think, yeah. to so many to so many of her students and pilots. So it's a, it was a very fun story. Cute. Lots of hours up in the air. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Glorious it was, it was totally bear. amazing. <laughs> totally. And you have a four four minute like audio thing that you highly recommend that I'm going to put in the show notes. Yes. So yeah. it's one of the articles. I think it was either the NPR, might have been the AV Web, but uh, at her death. They recorded like a four minute, I think it was NPR, a four minute yeah. little um, little snippet from a guy who had gone up with her um, when she was in advanced years. And yeah. so it was just it was just a really cute little clip. And it just really shows how much they really loved her and you know, right. really looked, looked and her, her inspiration or how much of an inspiration and a role model that yes, she was. Yes. Yeah. And I Legacy. even That's even, the word I'm looking for. even read some of the reviews of her book yeah. or of the book that was written about her. And several of the first comments were like, Oh, I took lessons with her Aww. and it would be, I took lessons with her. And then I reached out to her, you know, after the book was published and she sent me an autographed, <laughs> an autographed <laughs> copy of the book. But Aww. you know, there was still just this love and admiration. So much love. Yeah. 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 Tough cookie, but but well well loved Aww. in the community. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all have any questions about Mama Bird? No. Dun, Thanks dun, for dun. sharing. Absolutely. That's a, jor- that's a lot of flying. It's a uh, lot. That's of a feel flying. good story I needed after Bonnie's <laughs> hot air balloon fiasco. So I appreciate it. Well, I, I was happy to provide <laughs> kind of a happy ending, right? Yeah. Because I didn't want somebody who. You right. know, perished right in the sky by their own. But you know what? Different strokes for different folks, Barb. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Some of us like stories of puppies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a, there was a, there mm-hmm. was a tie-in. Doesn't the matter. Puppies, it's just but... puppies. <laughs> nope. I had no puppy tie-in in my story. Exactly. It's true. We all got to work harder on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to wrap us up, Barb? I will. Sweet. That that wraps it up for this week. Join us next week for another cool woman of history. As Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>